50th episode, Autumn. We did it. I can't believe we've been doing this for a year. Should we even like do a cold open today? I think we should. All right, but let's keep it brief. Okay. Welcome to the Easy Disit Podcast. I'm Justin, a hyper nerd travel planner and a behavior analyst. And I'm Autumn, a new Disney enthusiast as well as a clinical social worker. And uh, here on the podcast, what do we talk about, Autumn? We talk about Disney. Yeah, Disney parks, entertainment, and uh, sometimes we sprinkle in some things about Universal from time to time. From time to time. And today, for the 50th episode, we have a super treat. We have Connie and Bruce from Unlocking the Magic Podcast. Have you heard of this podcast? I think I've heard of it a a few times, yeah. (laughs) Have you heard me mention this around the house? Have we listened to this in the car ever? Never. It's one of our favorite podcasts. It's one of the podcasts that really inspired us to start our own podcast. Yeah. We have an interview. We're talking with Bruce and Connie about their relationships with Disney and how that's changed over time. And we have a little bit of fun playing in or out. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So usually we do news, highly suspect headlines, and trivia. That's A Stumps J, right? Yes, correct. At the top of the show. Mm-hmm. But in the spirit of not bearing the lead, maybe some of you people are here. Some We got some new listeners that might just want to get right to the Bruce and the Connie and the Connie and the Bruce. Yeah. Which is fine. We get it. <laughs> we get it. And you, this way you don't have to hit the plus 30 button six times or 20 times. We're going we're gonna to go right into the interview. Is that okay with you, Autumn? I'll allow it. I will allow it. <laughs> All right, so if you enjoy the interview, please stick around for news and trivia after the interview. We'll, we'll have some we'll have some fun stuff for you. Yeah, stay tuned. All right, enjoy. Oh, and yeah, if you like the interview, if you like the show, well, I imagine you can guess what we'd ask you to do. <laughs> write a review. Send us a nice message even. Don't write us a review. Just send us a nice message. It makes us feel really good. All right. Enjoy. Connie and Bruce, how's it going? It's going well. Thank you so much for having us today. Going fantastic, Justin. (laughs) Thanks. Like Connie said, thanks for having us on the podcast. Are you kidding me? Thank you for being here. (laughs) Of course. Our pleasure. This is like a Sklar moment for me. No. Hey, Justin, wait a minute. Low expectations. Yeah, right? Okay, okay. That's right. Justin's oblique reference is related to episode 81 of Unlocking the Magic podcast, where Bruce and Connie interview famed Imagineer, Marty Sklar. So, you know, I'm a big listener to your podcast. I'm sure a lot of people listening also are familiar with your podcast. Thank you. Um, Except for my mom. I asked my mom, and she's not familiar with you yet. <laughs> my mom, too. Yeah. <laughs> so this this will be good for your podcast, I think. The Unlocking the Magic podcast kind of expose it to a new demographic, being my mother, specifically. Okay. <laughs> we'll do our best to hopefully get her to subscribe. Right. <laughs> so, I'm a little nervous now, actually. <laughs> but okay. The stakes are high. <laughs> yeah, right. Go oh, no. <laughs> I'd like to hear about, like, your early... How you got really started with Disney, like, either the movies or the parks. Was there... A, a particular Disney movie you remember seeing as a kid that maybe impacted you in some way? Oh, I have a whole list. <laughs> I know that growing up, I always loved movies, theater, acting, and I just loved seeing performances. And to me, I think the key Disney movies that really impacted my life were Walt Disney's older films that featured Haley Mills. Okay. So Pollyanna, those kind of movies really just 
always captured my attention. And from there, I was just, I just loved it. Yeah. I don't have too many that I can remember from my childhood. I didn't get to go to Disney a lot or at all as a kid. Mm. And I didn't really get into the whole Disney movies or parks till I had my own children, which we had, mm. we had children pretty young. We were in True. our early 20s, so it wasn't like we were really old right. having kids. But that's when I kind of got into it. We went to the parks what first time with my relatives. It wasn't the best experience. So we decided to go back again in the future, and it was way better the second time. And that's kind of what hooked us, or at least me. That's that's great. So it that first trip wasn't your favorite, but it was enough for you to, to bring you back. It wasn't great at all. And in, in fact, it took a lot of convincing to get Constantina over there to go back the second time. Which yeah. is when he's using my formal name because he knows <laughs> that that was a real funny kind of twist to this whole story of how we got started. But yes, I had gone to Disney a lot as a kid. I was really lucky to live really close to my cousin and my my uncle. And he would get this big van and we would drive down to Disney. And it was oh, just, that's great. yeah, the best memories ever. And for me, it was awesome getting to see my parents, you know, have fun. Yeah. And that was the memories that stuck out. And so that was the convincing part was that when I did finally take my kids, I didn't have that same kind of feeling. I don't remember letting mm. loose and showing my kids how fun I can be. And mm. it was stressful. We never had a plan. And finally, Bruce convinced me again. I think it was actually the state of Florida that convinced me because I really just love palm trees. I mean, who doesn't, right? Yes, yes. Not so much going back to Disney World. And then finally we did. And then I rediscovered my passion for, I guess, it's sort of like the main idea behind everything. It wasn't like it, it, the park itself. It was like the feelings, right? Yeah. Like being able to be present and have these moments with my kids and not necessarily be worried about what others would think of me. Like I could really just let my hair down and have fun. And to me, that was really special. And that's what I continue to try to promote with I others. I love that. Now, Disney is definitely that place, right? Where right. you can let go, where you can be a kid, really, you know, and you can do things that might be considered silly in other places. In Disney, it's completely normal. Yeah, 100%. And I think the classic scenario for us in that first trip was we had higher expectations. We were expecting a lot out of it. And then the mm -hmm. second time, like Connie said, we just went down there and not that they, we didn't, we had a, a really structured plan. We didn't expect it to be anything. We just wanted to go get out of our situation we were in, have a good family vacation, hang out together. And it just so happened that we found that connection in the state of Florida and going to the parks. And we've been hooked kind of ever since. So Bruce, when you were convincing Connie, let's come on, let's give this another shot. What was your main <laughs> selling point? Palm trees. Yeah, I think it was trees. not necessarily the parks itself. It was more, it was cold here. I think it was February. Yeah. And you know what? We've had enough of this winter and it's only been six weeks. Let's go down to Florida, hang out for a week. We'll try We'll try to go to the parks again and see what that's like. But for the most part, let's maybe even go to the beach or just yeah. sit in the sunshine for a week and hang out and see what happens. And I think that's what sold her more, the sunshine and being away from the winter. And yeah. then it just so happened that we we went to the park or Magic Kingdom and we had a great day and an experience and then it kind of took from there. I think yeah. for me it was that I never had that. I didn't have those feelings like I did I, that I remembered as a kid and I almost felt the opposite of what I saw my parents have. You know, my like yeah. I said, it was my dad was a workaholic. So <laughs> whenever we were able to go to Florida and Walt Disney World was the only place where I ever saw my dad just check out of reality and just have so much fun and be goofy and not worry about bills and things like that, that bogged him down pretty much 24 seven. 
So I got to see another whole side of my mom and dad and my uncle, who was hilarious, that I never would get to see on a normal basis. And so when we were down there originally, I never got that initial feeling. In fact, I got the opposite and it's stressful, it's expensive. And so with Bruce trying to convince me, the thoughts I was having was it's an expensive place. Why are we going to even bother? You know, fine, let's go to Florida. Let's just visit and see what we can. I guess maybe I had low expectations and that's what really changed everything, but really was the meaning behind everything to me was having that kind of aha moment where it was more about being in the moment with my children and being able to kind of set my mind free. Yeah. And so everything that you've you've both just said really shines through in your podcast, the Unlocking the Magic podcast. I think and you, you talked about loading into the van when you were a kid <laughs> and how that was like an experience for you. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, the first episode I think that got me hooked on your podcast, on the Unlocking the Magic podcast, was the episode where you talked about the road trip. My wife and I, we were we were driving with our new daughter in the back seat, and we're like, oh, we, we let's maybe there's a podcast on driving to Disney, and that's how we found you. Wow. And you talked about that experience. And I think for a lot of people, um, a long drive is a terrible thing. They don't want, but the way you described it in such like a fun, positive way. And that's how I feel about it too. So like, I yeah. really appreciated that. I appreciated that positive spin. And it was, you know, the late nineties, we had no such thing as phones to keep oh, us yeah. occupied. I think I had a Walkman, but it mostly didn't work, <laughs> you know, regularly. So we really just kind of made the best of things and had a lot of snacks. So that's kind of what I try to incorporate even now. Yeah, obviously we have newer technologies to keep the kids busy when needed. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, to me, it's like super fun just like, coming up with road games that you have to kind of use your mind and not necessarily technology to make it a good time. And it's something you're doing together too. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we fight. (laughs) It's not like, it's not like there are moments where I got, and I remember even as a kid, like you get into the van the second day and it's starting to smell a little funky. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's moments like that where you're like, oh gosh, can we just get there? But to me, it's, it's all in good fun and, part of the whole experience even the argument you know that makes you closer at the end of the day when you can argue and get over and get over it over the hump i think it makes you closer oh yeah it's like a social skills training exercise the the road trip (laughs) right exactly the ride down is always better than the ride back by the way oh that's a fact yeah yeah a lot shorter right yeah i have yet to make the ride back as interesting i have not if someone could do that and make it I know people have said, all right, well, just make it so that there's a bunch of stops. But yeah, that means you have to leave Walt Disney World early in order to like yeah. carve that time in. Who wants yeah. to do that? <laughs> yeah. And and you're also like, you're making this unpleasant experience of leaving Disney World kind of longer by dragging it out. Right. Still yeah, not in exactly. Disney World. <laughs> still trying to figure that out. Right. But maybe someday. Yeah. We're going to try a couple days at a beach after Disney World. We'll see how oh, that goes. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, the sea salt cures everything. That's so. for sure. So I think from what I hear from you is that you, you're going to the Disney parks now. You've developed a, an enjoyment, a love for Disney because of the memories you're able to make there, because of the environment there that allows you to be a certain way that you can't be in other places. And so you have a podcast about this and it's the podcast. It's been going for about seven years now. Is that right? Is it really? I don't know. Bruce would have to tell me. Yeah, I think me. we published our first, I don't know when we recorded the first episode, but I definitely believe we published it in 2015. So yeah, wow. seven years. I think it's right around now. July, June, July of 2015. Hey, happy anniversary. 
Yeah, thank, thank you. you. So I, I'm curious about like how your relationship with Disney has evolved over these last seven years where you've gone from being, you know, guests to now guests that well, you'll be producing some content. You'll, you'll be thinking about it maybe a little bit more, a lot more in depth. How has that changed your relationship with Disney? I think that's a great question. That is a good question. I, I never really thought of that at all. Do you want me to answer? Yeah, Cause go. Cause while I, I think try I can get my, talk gather my thoughts. I can talk for you, Bruce. You know okay. that I do anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I say, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> See, that's the banter we have on the show that I hope people understand. Top notch. Well, we we did get married very young and had kids very young. So we, Bruce and I have like basically grown up together. And we also live in Boston. So that our humor is probably mm. not for everybody. But I hope that someday it will be. <laughs> um, so back to the question. I guess really it's. It's a matter of now would be, I have to actually be extra mindful when we're down there to carve out time because I am now going down or we're going down, filming things, trying to get new experiences and report back to our audience, but also try to focus the number one thing, which is why we started the podcast at all. Why we love going down so much is because of that family time, the experience with friends and family or whoever we're with at the time. It doesn't necessarily have to be just with the kids. It could be when we go down with my sister-in-law or hopefully soon with my own sister and her kids. Like they've just to have a great experience where you can really be a kid again. Yeah. And that's something that has changed, I guess, because we did fall into a trap not too long ago of forgetting. And so there was a couple of, I would say like a year where we were kind of just swooped into just getting down as much as possible, mm -hmm. getting trying to get as much content as possible, but then leaving with no memory. And I yeah. that's one thing that I just, that will not fly with me. It's yeah. like, I want to make sure that everyone comes back and can remember something about their vacation or their trip. Yeah. And you really have to be really mindful of not being on your phone a lot or not, yeah. you know, falling into a trap of being regimented too much on a schedule to in order to carve out those memories. Cause you'll find that some of the best memories happen on a whim yeah. while you're down there. So I guess that's, I, what do you think, Bruce? Is yeah. That? It's changed in a way too, where there's an arc, right? When you first start a podcast, you're very excited about it. Mm -hmm. You want to grow the podcast. So for us, it was, all right, let's create as much content as you can to grow the podcast. That was the goal in the beginning. And then you're down there and you, you get to a point where you're kind of at the top of the arc and you're, you think, and you're down there. And like Connie said, you kind of forget why you, you're down there. Mm. Um, and you're down there for a family vacation, whereas we don't live in Orlando. So it is a vacation. Even if it's down there for research, it's still not cheap to go down to Florida right, and right. from Boston just to report on something. So you can't do that as much as people who live in Orlando. And sometimes you forget that and you get down there. And like Connie said, you don't really have those family memories or people expect you to do things that you don't have time to do and you feel bad and you feel guilty. And there's a balance you have to have a balance of doing things for the podcast while also creating family memories that you want to have for the future that your kids will remember when they get older. It's good that we recognize that too. It's hard yeah. to recognize. Yeah, you don't recognize it. it took, it, like Connie said, it took a year. There was a year probably <laughs> after the third year where that was kind of like the, we were trying to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. That seems like a tough balance to strike. It is, but it isn't. It can be very simple if you just kind of, I guess, take a step back and kind of look at the outside. Yeah. it's it, You know, as your podcast grows, you get people who look forward to every episode, right? So you try mm -hmm. to, you try to 
create content because people get used to your podcast coming out every single week at that particular day and time that you release it and it becomes part of their routine so you want to keep that momentum going for them but you also want to be able to be like you know what we're here and we're not going to do content we're just going to kind of be down here as family because that's why we're down here in the beginning right but i also think that's important too it's like when walt disney would go to the parks and ride his rides to really understand <laughs> what the guest was experiencing yeah you had to come in through the front gate yeah <laughs> right. you really do because you know although the goal i think bruce and i want together is to somehow live down there either full-time or even part-time at some point the, the one thing that we always have to remember is that it's different I think it it's different experience and maybe that's what sets us apart too is like I want to always remember that I want to experience Disney as a guest not so yeah. much as a reporter I think there's real value to that just in terms of content for sure yeah we don't want to be breaking news or I mean we talk about the news sometimes right. yeah but we don't want to be breaking news or the place where you we're not we don't consider ourselves experts we're just people who visit the parks and then happen to talk about it on a podcast it's not yeah. something that we're, we're, we think you should follow our example or we try to give you our tips and we think you should do it our way we're just kind of like giving you our advice and you can yeah. take what you like and leave what you don't yeah and we learn from others too right you know it's mm -hmm. great to hear others perspective and things and we have this wonderful group in patreon that pays us to hang out which is yes. amazing <laughs> yeah. and they they just they're all so wonderful and it's just a really fun positive outlet and it's all done online which is funny because nowadays you know that could go the other way a lot of people right. try to avoid any kind of social media because it can be negative and we i feel really grateful that we have been able to kind of do this and and keep this positive attitude whether we you know some of us agree or not on certain things pizza planet <laughs> that's a hot topic in the group but you know things like that is just it's fun fun to yeah. talk I actually joined the Patreon group for a month just as research for this for this interview. And I've got to say, what a great group of people. Supportive, interesting, funny, very positive, a great place to hang out. And I think if, if that came from your podcast, that's that's going to feel pretty good right there. It's been wonderful to see, you know, a lot of the members are now friends of them. Like they've formed their own groups yeah. of friends, friendships, yeah. and they meet up on their own and do things. And to me, that's just so amazing that. If anything, if I can just leave anything at the end of the day, that to me is really special that we've made like connections with others. You built a community. Yeah. 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 It's really special. And thank you for joining for that month. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we appreciate you. So I, you know, I, I listened to a bunch of episodes. I tried to, I asked some of the people on Patreon, which ones I should listen to. And I tried to take notes on like the progression, how things have changed over the time. And I did pick up on a couple things and I'd like I'd like you to tell me if I'm accurate or not. Okay. It's <laughs> getting juicy. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I'm from I'm a native to Rhode Island but transplanted to Connecticut. So I have a special interest in accents. Okay. So would you say that your accents have changed on the podcast over the years? Oh. That's a good Yeah, probably. I I think we're more aware of pronunciations of certain words and You'll see it when I get hyper or we talk a little faster. You'll you'll hear it come out a little bit, but we're definitely more aware of how we just speak and how we come across. Yeah. Because we know that there are, and not that there's anybody listening that the accent doesn't really matter, but you, you want to appeal to as many people as you possibly can. So you want to try to make sure that you're not 
just appealing to people in a certain geographical area. Right. Yeah. Right. Sometimes wicked hard for people to understand. If you're in, <laughs> yeah, if you're in Iowa, you have you just that turns you off. Yeah. So I am conscious of that. I'm proud to have the accent, but I I I definitely want to be able. I want people to be able to understand me. It's something that I've always just been mindful of, I guess. But I I probably would agree with you on the fact that it probably has changed a little bit, although. Bruce is so right. Like when we get really hyper. Yeah, it just, it slips. It slips. <laughs> yeah. Can't help that it. and like, we don't, I personally don't love living in Boston. So I have no affinity for Boston. <laughs> he like, doesn't like the cold. Yeah, I don't like the cold. That's I just want to, yeah. I want to go yeah, somewhere yeah. warm. If Boston was warm, like he would be so happy. For sure. Yeah, but that's just it. It's mostly cold. I hate winters. <laughs> and you can't spend your life in a hot tub, so. Right. Yeah, no. That would can't. be a little awkward, that for would be, sure. It would be hard. Yeah. Another thing, so comparing it to some other podcasts that I've listened to, I think one of the things that makes, in my opinion, your podcast like highly listenable is that you're pretty, I don't want to say positive on Disney, but you're not negative on Disney. You know, you're, you've, you've got a pretty positive outlook on Disney. And I early on, I think, Bruce, what did you say? One thing you said the Nest Cafe at Disney stunk. That was your words. <laughs> and I think that is the most negative thing that I heard you say, really, in all the episodes. Really? I um, think I'm a little bit more critical. Not so much critical. Yeah. I'm a little bit more negative-minded than Connie, for sure. She's very much <laughs> more positive-minded, and I think that's the good balance that we have, is that she evens me out. Yeah. Whereas I'm the typical, I'm the typical dad, right? Yeah. I don't love parades or crowds yeah. or character dining. So I don't want to do those things. And it's always one person in the group, whether it's the mom or the dad, trying to convince the other to do some things that they don't want to do to give it a chance. And I think there are some things that Connie doesn't yeah. like that I convince her to do, like going back for the first time. So I think there's a good balance there. I would say I'm definitely more of a negative person than she is for sure. But I think Connie does a great job with me of reminding me who listens to the podcast mm. and why people listen to the podcast. And mm. our philosophy is like going through 2020, for instance, you know, there was a time when we were like, should we talk about this on the podcast or should we put out the podcast? Because mm. there's a lot going on in the world. And is it right for us to just continue to do the podcast, talking about things in a positive manner? Mm. Or should we just stop for a little bit? Mm. And people would email us and remind us, hey, I, I appreciate you putting the positive spin. I needed yeah. to stop thinking about what was happening. And it, it was a yeah. great escape for me. And, yeah. and not only that, but, you know, kids listen to our podcast and you want to have a positive impact on people there's so much negativity in the world and there's places for people to go get that if they want it yeah. and i we just don't have any space in our brains available for that so if we're going to put content out into the world we'd rather it be more positive and attract those people than put out anything negative yeah i think we're i think you are more i think critical is the best way yeah. to answer to describe how you're really critical on certain things and i'm just this i i i'm i've have you ever watched Justin the movie Tomorrowland? Yes, I have. It's one of my favorite movies. And the girl, I forget her name, the main character, she says that she's she's an optimist. Wait, you said I'm George Clooney? You're basically George Clooney in this. <laughs> That's why I just can't help it. That's kind of how I feel like we are with it. But but at the end of the day, we all just want hope. Right. I think yeah. that's the best thing to kind of have. And the world around you can be so negative that I always try to look at the bright side of things, even if I don't agree with them. So it's not so much like I'm so pro everything Disney does. I just try to 
pick out pieces of why and yeah i don't let it bother me even if i don't agree i think right. we're pro the podcast has moved on to pro families having good times yes. together yes. yeah not just going to disney parks right. right like you can go to universal and have a good time as a family yeah, and i think you can go to the beach exactly i yeah. think that's what we want to have uh go out into the world and when people listen to the podcast yes we happen to talk about disney a lot but it's more about you know you're on this planet for such a small period of time and not only that but your kids are with you as a parent for even shorter amount of time you know you, yeah. you get 15 18 years where they're kind of like want to hang out with you and do things and then they're kind of adults and they have their own opinion not that they don't have their own opinions a lot younger than that <laughs> but they're they can make their own opinions legally right, right like right. on their own i did my google search by the way tomorrowland yeah. the girl's name is casey all right yeah, she so. says there are two wells and they're always fighting one is darkness and despair. The other one is light and hope, which will wins. That's my favorite, favorite. Yeah. I love that movie for so many reasons. It's not a fan favorite, but I love uh -huh. the philosophy behind that. Yeah. So that's so. kind of what we try to do on the podcast. We yeah. just want you to have a good time and enjoy the time you have with your family. Yeah. I love it. And Thank I think you're pretty successful with it. <laughs> Thank you. I hope so. <laughs> I don't know. I hope you like it. Yeah. We still don't even. We're like, who's even listening? <laughs> I, it's it's awkward. Believe me. We, we just do the podcast because we like doing it. And mm -hmm. it's awkward with all the emails and messages we get. Not awkward. It, awkward in a good way. Yeah. He, you meaning like, wow, I can't believe people actually listen. To yeah. I mean, I've always had that growing up, too, is like I'm the youngest of my family. And I was brought into this, you know, I. I, my family's huge. I have this huge Greek family. My mom has six siblings. My dad had five. So if you can imagine, and I was the youngest. And so growing up, I would speak and speak and speak. That's why they call me team talks. Cause I love to talk, <laughs> but no one would ever listen to me. So even till this day, I, I take a step back. I'm like, when someone quotes something I said or whatever, I'm like, wow, they me? were pain. Yeah. That's <laughs> kind of like this thing I've always had. And it, I guess I'm never going to change. No, I think that's, that's a real thing. The kind of like a, not, not unrelated to like an imposter syndrome, right? You're yeah. you're in this position, one of, if not the biggest Disney podcast, depending on, you know, what metric you use. And here you are having a hard time believing people are listening to you. <laughs> Human brain is interesting. It is. It's very interesting. You know, we, I don't look, we used to, I used to like monitor the download numbers because you kind of want to see how you're gauging and if your <laughs> podcast is growing, if you're moving in the right direction. And we used to check like the download numbers and the reviews all the time. And now we don't, check any of that not that yeah. it doesn't matter but it doesn't matter we yeah. just do the podcast that we like to do and we found a little bit of if when you read reviews or you see download numbers it tends to influence you yeah. not in a way you want to be influenced right. and you tend to go more for that clickbait or if someone yeah. says like as you grow and do anything the bigger you get the more trolls and haters you're gonna yeah. find on the yeah. internet especially because it's yeah. very easy to do that. that's I a mean, real thing some of the things that they've said in the past that were not necessarily positive i didn't necessarily disagree i was like yeah that was a bad bad right. thing but you can't <laughs> listen to all of those because if yeah. you listen to what everybody else says it's going to influence what you started the podcast for right yeah so at some point you have to kind of tune that out and not i'm not saying don't take feedback but right. don't let it influence you 100%. Well, it right. can stop you. I think sometimes you get embarrassed. Like I've have had this like funny thing where I've said in the past, whereas like I pick a word of the show, I just, for some reason, I, <laughs> I repeat the same word over and over in one episode. And it's not until we're done and it's, it's 
Bruce doesn't even catch it while editing because he barely edits anything we say. Oh, yeah. We don't edit anything. Yeah. And so That's I'll great. like happen to listen to it or someone will email us like, you said fantastic 38 times. And I'm like, <laughs> I've turned it into like, oh, well, you know what? It's the it's the word of the show. Right. <laughs> like, there you go. You know, do some squats while you hear that. Or I don't know, reward yourself with a goldfish. Uh, so, I mean, I and there's been some negativity on that as well. And you know what? It is what it is. So I just try not to let it bother me. You do have good days and bad. and But like Bruce said, it's you find yourself once you kind of let that negativity in your life, as long as it doesn't stop you. But you grow from it. Then yeah, it's hard to say. It's easy to say don't let it bother you when someone <laughs> nitpicks you for a word you say wrong or your accent oh, or yeah. inaccurate yeah. information that you yeah. gave out. Not on purpose. You know, right. we're not trying to influence anybody like that. But right. It's easy to say, don't let it bother you, but it bothers you. It bothers everybody. Yeah, if you're a human absolutely. being, you take negative information about yourself and it makes you feel bad for a second, but then yeah. you got to get over it. And I think to a large degree, we, we prioritize that negative information over positive information. We, we hold on to that longer and, and look for it sometimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, the world sensationalizes the negativity, right? Mm -hmm. If you look at the news or social media, the more negative comments a post on social media gets, the more it reaches yeah. people. So it's it's yeah. kind of like we try to be the opposite. Even though I do like controversy. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we try. We try. We try our best. I have two two very different, I think, personalities that battle each other on the daily, Justin. I have my good versus evil. Yeah, but your evil <laughs> is like more more in a fun manner. Okay, yeah. Not an evil way. Gotcha. You're not trying to hurt anyone. I'm haunted mansion evil. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Should I be worried actually? A little. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> all right. So I'd like to I'd like to finish up with a game if that's okay. Yeah, yeah let's do it. All right. So one of the things actually wait I a second, do, what kind of game? It's a. Uh, <laughs> it's well one of the things I do here is I, I rip off other podcasts. So I'm gonna Excellent. rip you off a little bit. Okay. Oh gosh. <laughs> and this is kind of like my version of in or out. We do like challenges. Often I'll present autumn a challenge and I'll try and balance this challenge with like very positive things and very negative thing and, and to make it a hard decision. Okay. So I have one for the each of you. Oh gosh. All right. <laughs> Who would like to go first? Let's let Bruce go first. All right, I'll go first. I'll He's take more one quick for witted than I am. I'm working on it. <laughs> What is that okay, called? Bruce. Improv? I need work on that. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> All right, Bruce. So Disney wants you to take over Alien Pizza Planet in Disneyland. Okay, great. <laughs> you get complete control over the menu, staffing, marketing. They're going to assign you like a small team of Imagineers that you're going to collaborate with. The salary is going to be at the top, of the top of the range for the industry standard. Sound good so far? Perfect. I'm loving it. All right. There's a, there's a couple stipulations, though. It's character dining. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> and you have to do one shift per week as a character attendant. Hmm. Can I pick any character or does it have to be Pizza Planet related? Uh, yeah, yeah. You have to create a control, but uh, you you'll you'll be the attendant. So you have to help this character like interface with the guests. Oh, yeah. <laughs> OK, so am I in or out on that? Yeah. I might take one for the team and go in. Pizza what? Planet is so bad. The pizza is so bad and I could fix it so easily. <laughs> You think? With my knowledge of pizza so easily, business, yes, really very easy. Okay. I, I could easily fix Pizza Planet. The quality of the pizza, by the way, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like, okay, that's all that really needs to be fixed is the quality of the product they serve. So you like the, the decor in there? It's pretty cool. It's yeah, the yeah. decor is great. I love Pizza Planet theming. Mm -hmm. I love the decor, the layout, how they serve people. All fine. Oh. The only thing that's bad is the products that they serve. <laughs> the food. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so I could easily fix that, and I think I would take one for the team to actually say. 
Disney has great pizza at at least one location. Yeah. And I would do that. Wait, so what exactly would you do that's taken for the team? You'd have to be in the So I work at Pizza Planet, basically, and I have to be an attendant to help characters interact with guests for a day. Right? One day a week. Only a shift. A shift. Yeah. A shift. One shift. Oh, okay. I could do that. I think you could do that. I could fake it for a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. I think that you, you could recharge your social battery, like... If it's just one shift, that's plenty of time. Yeah, like if you said this about any other restaurant and food, I would be out in a second. <laughs> Not worth it. But this one, I need to help. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Oh, once again, we appreciate that. Because <laughs> thank you. I went through, I went to Disneyland last year with a pizza friend of mine, and we just took a walk through, but just to see the inside. We didn't order anything, but we did look at the tables, and that was enough information. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see the piece of pizza on a, sl- a slice of pizza on the plate that they're serving for, you know, eight or nine dollars. and Yeah. That's all you need to know. Which is weird because we do have this weird, this little secret that we do have this local pizza shop in our area that is technically like not great pizza. I mean, it's junky pizza. Mm -hmm. What is it? The Greek pizza? It's like a Greek. Yeah. Yeah. It's not really the pizza that we, I think, would be proud to share Mm -hmm. and or talk about, but. So that's kind of what I thought Pizza Planets could be, could be, because it actually we crave once. Yeah, every once in a while we crave that kind of junky feeling pizza, but it's still, it's not even. You know what it is? It's not necessarily the pizza is terrible because everybody likes or has that memory of either a microwave pizza or a home frozen pizza or Domino's or Pizza Hut from when they were kids, right? Right. Yes. So it's not necessarily that. It's that it's so bad and it's so expensive. Yeah, you can't be. If it was a dollar for a slice, you'd be like, all right, great, go to Pizza Planet. You're going to get crappy pizza, but it's a dollar. Yeah. Right. Or the serving was huge. Like, right. I know that. Or it was a big changed. giant slice. It's right. the way it's the presented in the price and everything that goes together. Pretty much everything. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All so right. we're fixing Alien Pizza Planet. Excellent. That's Excellent. right. All right, Connie, are you ready for yours? I think so. <laughs> you might have to explain it a few times. I. It, that's just how my mind is right now. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll help you out. All right. Thanks, Bruce. I need bullet points sometimes. <laughs> All right. So you, you've got a day-long VIP tour. All right. Okay. You get to bring 10 of your closest friends or family, whoever you want. Meals are included. You get to pick the place. Anywhere you want to eat. Your whole fam. My whole fam. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to cap it off, if you want, with a fireworks cruise. Ooh. Here's a stipulation, though. Um, okay. Kind of, you can't talk. You can't speak. <laughs> Bruce is definitely in. He's like, can I be invited? Can that's- I host it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's his, like... Best day ever. Wow. Okay, so immediately I'm thinking of my sister and her kids because they haven't gone to Disney since they were toddlers mm-hmm. and they are now they're close to 30 years old, both of them. So I think that would be who I'd not being able to speak. You can still emote. You can like pantomime, act things out. Oh. What about text? But, uh, <laughs> e, uh, we'll give you a pad, a pad and paper. Kind of like... So we've been watching Stranger Things a lot, and it's fresh in my brain. But Max wrote a note, and she was like, instead of writing the words, she just drew a picture. Okay, that's the rule. No text, but you can do Pictionary style. Picture, yeah. Pictionary style. I'm in. All right. Because you know what? A full day with them, being able to see their smiles and excitement going on everything, I think I would be overjoyed. And maybe not talking would be a good thing because then I could just really absorb what they're feeling. Yeah, I mean, listen, my stipulation, I know you try, but what happens if she fails? Yo, you have to pay. Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, then I'll be there to make sure she doesn't. <laughs> yeah, he would be like, okay, where do we find the tape? Yeah. Let's put that over you. We're going to make sure she can't talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I think that would, that 
Yeah, that's a good rule, Bruce. You have to be <laughs> along with me. You're invited. Okay, thank you. I'm one <laughs> okay. of the ten. Yeah, Thanks. you're one of the ten. Fantastic. Oh, that's great. And you might even get a, a couple interesting memories there. The time we went to Disney World with Aunt Connie, and she was very quiet. <laughs> but she was quiet. Actually, I don't know if I want to go. <laughs> Why? Because if you can't talk, they're all going to look to me to talk. Uh, it's true. And then that, that may put me in an awkward position. My sister's team talk. That's true. I can hang out with them. She can handle all it. All right. I'm in. Excellent. <laughs> all right. So you're both good sports here. You're both uh, excellent. Took the took the challenge. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. That was good ones. Pretty much do anything if it involves like something free. <laughs> you pick the two things. Like, yeah. yeah, she wants to go on all these tours and I want to fix pizza plant. Yeah. I'm in. I'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. Well, so again, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. I appreciate it a great deal. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you, Justin, for having us. This was really fun. Yeah, you're awesome. And I really appreciate you having us. And I love it. Had a great time. Everyone out there, if you haven't already, definitely check out the Unlocking the Magic podcast. Definitely check out the Patreon community over there. Great people. The podcast is it's definitely one of my favorites. We hope you like it. <laughs> <laughs> Right, and we're back from the interview. Autumn, did you did you enjoy the interview? I did. It was wonderful. Did you enjoy the interview? I had a ton of fun doing it. I felt so lucky and so honored to to have been able to do that, and I appreciate it so much. Yeah, it that was great. That was great. One of our for those that were listening in the beginning of the year, one of the podcast goals that Justin and I had was to have some of the people we look up to on the podcast. So it was really yeah, it was nice to hit that and achieve that at at. A year in and halfway through this year. Yeah, and honestly, I smashed the goal out of the park. They were they were kind enough and generous enough with their time. I appreciate it. Yes. All right. So, are you ready to get right into highly suspect headlines? I I hope. Yes. I I hope the headlines are as good as they were last week. So, what we do here on the Easy Dizit podcast, instead of just reading the news and and commenting on it, what we're going to do is I'm going to read some headlines, some of which might be true, and some of which might actually be outright lies. False. This is the, the highly suspect nature that we're talking about. And it's going to be on Autumn and the listeners, that's, that will be you listening, to determine, hey, is Justin telling the truth or is he, is he putting us on here? Is he is he up to something? Is this no good? You ready to get started? No, I'm any, ready. Any questions? I know we've done this 49 times, but do you have any questions here at the top before yeah. we get started? Wow, that's interesting to think about it that way. Yeah, How many times this. we've done it? That's over 200 headlines. Because we usually wow. do headlines, yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Yes, I'm ready then. Thank you, know, you, you for that questions. confidence boost. No questions. You're a seasoned pro at this. I'm seasoned. All right. Free refreshment lounge coming to Epcot for the 2022 oh. Epcot International Food and Wine Festival presented by Corksicle. Free refreshments. Yeah, free refreshment First. lounge coming to Epcot. It doesn't say for who. It's not like a stip. There's no stipulation nope. in there for like just TBC a members. Nope. Just a free refreshment lounge. Yeah, that's false. This is true. No, it is not. Stop it. <laughs> yes, and actually it was there last year too. It's the Florida Blue Lounge. And the deal is you do, or at least last year, they haven't specified, you do have to go onto the Florida Blue. That's like the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Florida. You have to go on their website and like show a PDF to get this guest member pass, but it gets you into this lounge. And do you want to hear oh. what they serve in this lounge? So, okay, question. Yeah, go ahead. You have to be a Blue Cross member. No. No, you need oh. to download a PDF from the internet, which you could do on your smartphone that while you're at the park. Right. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's open to everyone. So they're hosting it. They're footing the bill for this. Exactly. Though. Oh, that's why. 
Well, it, so <laughs> last year it was over by Frozen. This year it's in the the restaurant Marrakesh, which hasn't yet reopened. Right. In Morocco. So we're gonna get to do this? No. This so it opens. It starts September third, and it goes through November nineteenth, just from noon to six p.m. So we're we're traveling in August early. Yes. August. I, no, I get it. That's also a lower. The attendance is lower there, so they're gonna. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. That okay. makes sense. September, October. Do you want to hear what they're serving for free? Yeah. So, well, last year, they haven't announced what they're going to have this year, but last year they had hummus, yogurt, and sparkling water. Like the aha. Like, I just oh, drank a can of this. We, yeah, we spend a lot of our budget, <laughs> the grocery budget, on aha. Yeah, for Aha. If anyone from your corporation is listening, sponsor the show. Um, That'd be sponsor great. the show. Write a review. We'd love to hear about <laughs> The Easy Dizzit Podcast brought to you by <laughs> Aha Sparkling Water, yeah. 2002. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you just get a last year you just had a show like this guest pass. And but this year they're adding selected entertainment and they just say complimentary henna tattoos and more. So there's there's some additional things going on here for free. That's awesome. That's a really nice I mean to have a place it sounds like there'll be some seating to get some free entertainment and yeah. free food. Yeah. That's that's great. And if you're looking at going to Disney between that time, now you know about Check an extra out. reason to go. And yeah. if you have any other questions, hit up Justin. Air conditioning. Yes. You know? That's that's a plus. I, there was a few places I remember being like, Disney has paid to air condition the air, like outside. Like there's a few tunnels. I think one of them was in Epcot where you walk through and you're like, this is outside and they yeah. have air conditioning. It feels great when you go through it. <laughs> But they are literally air conditioning. <laughs> Jungle Cruise That's in it. Disneyland is definitely air conditioning. Yeah. It's an outdoor queue yeah. that, yeah. Are you ready for the second highly suspect headline? I'm feeling, I'm feeling positive based on how this first one went. So, yes, let's do it. All right, let's go. Magic Kingdom Railroad will be fully automated and piloted by old-timey audio animatronics when it reopens this fall. Mmm. Okay. So, I know that it's closed. Right. Because of construction right tron yep and i knew tron was supposed to be trying to be open for the 50th i don't know that it mm, no that it will be no no not, not necessarily for the 50th no they, oh they, they don't have an official date, but it's thought. probably not gonna be 20 i thought i thought originally that the goal that was the goal and it got right. pushed before the, the pandemic, pandemic. Yeah. yeah yeah before the pandemic so this fall so i'm gonna say that's fall so it's based on that piece of information i just the shared. timeline yes well, the, okay, so this is false. You are correct. This is but not I'm true. But you thought that Disney, yeah, they're going to put in old-timey animatronics yeah. to automate these trains? Well, well, there's a lot of animatronics in Disney. I thought that could be really cool to have, like, yeah, like a tour with these really cool, and maybe maybe the animatronics are, like, some of the original Imagineers or something oh, like that. Cool. That's or what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I said, oh, the timeline, that aspect of it can't be yeah. true. You know he loved trains, right? Yes. That's why there's That's a train there. Train. Yeah. He was a big fan of the trains. No, this is not true. But Disney Parks Block did put out that they are training the new batch of engineers. So kind of hinting right. at, hey, this is coming. This is reopening soon. No date. They didn't say anything about the fall. So I hope for when we go next year. Oh, yeah. Darwin's got to ride the train. The tra that's our door. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's... And, but I also love trains, and I will gladly ride that all day. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. 
So yeah. So no, there are there will not be audio animatronics. There will be real life humans in overall. All right, it's a little lame. It's a little lame, but it's no, not lame. Kidding. No, it's like the I'm old timey. It's real. No, it'd be great. I was excited about the idea of like these, you know, Carousel of Progress esque, you know, animatronics on the train. But no, I'm sure they'll be fabulous, wonderful human beings that I can communicate with. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So far, the news is smashing in a positive way. There we go. All right. All right. You ready for the next highly suspect headline? All right. Dinosaur begins long-term refurbishment to fix multiple audio animatronics. Oh, man, it needs it. So bad. <laughs> that whole section of the park. <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot. A lot of the audio animatronics on this ride are broken right now. Yeah. There's no date with that. It's just it's going to be. It just, it, it just begins. It started. Sure, I'll say yes. I have no other further information. This is false. Oh. This is false. They're not fixing the <laughs> animatronics. Well, they, well, no, actually, this is like the good bit of news in here. The Carnotaurus, the big one at the end. Yeah. You the, don't know this ride. Right? No, I don't. I've seen and some I'm images. And I'm super excited about you riding this ride. Because when we went in 2019, you were pregnant, and there's no way you're no, pregnant that was on this ride. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not doctors or anything, but. <laughs> no, but I went on, I went on the... What's that called? The Kilimanjaro Safari. Yeah, and it seems like that was nothing compared to the way that way, you bounced. Yeah, yeah. this shakes you around way more than that. Yeah. So anyway, there is a huge dinosaur head at the end. It's super scary. It's like the coolest part of the ride. Yeah. And it was broken, but now it's fixed. So this is fixed now. Oh my God. So I'm excited because you get to experience the Carnotaurus. And maybe we'll see. You're going on this ride. Oh, you're going on this ride. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. We'll see. It's so good. I have seen some. I've seen some short clips of it. Yeah. Of yeah. It's a, it's an intense, scary ride. Yeah. But there are no huge drops. You're on a track. You know, you're on a flat track. It's the car that's moving around. It jostles you around quite a bit. It's mostly like I wouldn't put a kid on this because there's a lot of like loud noises and and scary dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, honestly. No. Yeah. But I think you can handle it. Okay. We'll see. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm we'll so see. excited. All right, you ready for the last highly suspect headline? Yes. Magic Band Plus release date announced July 27th. Ooh, Magic Band Plus. Now, I thought that did already exist. Well, they've been talking about it for a while, and then they accidentally released a bunch of them a few months back. That's what it is. Yeah. Right, right, that's right, that's right. I'm they, like, put them out on the... Out? Yeah. They put them out on the shelves, and they're like, whoops, actually... That's right. Those aren't for sale. There is a Magic Band Plus that I'm interested in getting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that Justin doesn't want me to get. Yes, let's say that's true. This is true. July 27th. All right. So they will be available for our trip on August 5th. That's well, this week. the question is, will they be available? Because these things tend to sell out, right? So I wonder if they will be available. Now, so this will be Shop Disney. You'll be able to get them on Shop Disney, as well as I believe there are seven locations in, inside Disney World where you can get them. No, but we would, yeah, we would get them before we go, though. So we would be getting them through Shop Disney. We could. So if they start on July 27th and we're leaving August 5th, that gives them time to get here, yeah. But wouldn't that be a bummer if we bought them and they didn't show up in time? I would feel like we could at least, if we, I mean, we could so do, do expedited you, shipping. Let's, do we but... want, let's answer this question. Do we want a Magic Band Plus? So I want a Magic Band, question. definitely. I don't like... I want a Magic Band. We have Magic Band. We have Magic Band. Somewhere. I <laughs> yeah. still don't know where they are. I know, you know where they are. are. But there's a really cute one. And Mike, so I have, as you all know, or many of our routine listeners, I have the Dooney and Burke Tiana made seven years ago purse. It's a tote. It's beautiful, but it's not a bag you bring to the park. Like I no. use it as my work bag. 
So I can't bring it and it's expensive. So I'm not going to bring it to the park. But it would be great to have a magic band. I think it's the Magic Band Plus at Tiana Band. And it's beautiful. And yeah. you can wear it as a bracelet. Well, and so I'd like to get it. And it is like 15 more dollars than the regular Magic now, Band is. You know I don't love correcting you, right? Yeah. <laughs> but That's that a is... lie. Justin doesn't correct me. That's, that's That is lie. factually incorrect. Oh. The, the bracelet that you're talking about is an old Magic Band that we saw. It's not the Magic Band Plus. I, I'm not sure there is a Tiana Magic Band Plus thing. That may or may not be true. We should look into that. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's, But there will be 20. Do you want to hear more about these Magic Band yes, Pluses? Yes. Let me tell you about them. <laughs> so there's going to be 25 designs. Maybe one of them is Princess Tiana. Maybe I should have looked into that for this for this interview for this segment. I'm gonna let's put I'm gonna put two dollars on the fact. I will give you two dollars if I'm wrong that one of them isn't Tiana. There should I mean twenty five. I'm thinking of the retheming they're doing. It's in the zeitgeist. It's in the Disney. She's one of very few brown princesses. I mean, this yeah, is true. You got it. I think out of twenty five, if she's not one of them. Mm. I'll write to Disney. And just a heads up to any new <laughs> listeners, Autumn is a brown princess. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> little, Thank you. A little context for our audio listeners. Yes. <laughs> oh, that was good. All right. So let me tell you some more. Well, what do these do? Well, they have color-changing lights. They have haptic vibrations. They're going to shake. They're going to vibrate. Is haptic vibration, I feel like that's redundant. Is that like when you're, like when you have a ride, maybe that you've done a genie plus, like when is it vibrating? Okay, you know? so yeah, so it will light up and vibrate at different points. One of them is when they're interacting with the statues. You know how they put the 50 statues all around Disney World? Yes. There is like this this game, it's called a Disney Fab 50 Quest, where you have to help Tinkerbell um, bring the sculptures to life by sprinkling virtual pixie dust on them yeah so during that your magic band plus will light up and vibrate and be magical in that way another way this plus is your experience is the nighttime spectaculars oh so enchantment at magic kingdom yeah. harmonious at epcot it'll kind of sync up with the the fireworks and the music and you'll be able to experience it that way oh that's cool yeah and then there's so there's that and there's another game there's another game in galaxy's edge Right. Okay. It's, it's called Star Wars colon the two bounty hunters. Why don't you just call it the two bounty hunters? <laughs> no, it's Star Wars colon the two bounty hunters presented by Corksicle. So it'll like you have to you're a bounty hunter and you have to find um, bounties people around okay. the two and it like lights up and guides you. In that the I want to do. That sounds cool. It does sound cool. It does sound cool. And apparently, I was reading like it's. Meant, like it starts off easy, but it gets progressively more difficult to find the bounties, and you can play this over a course of days. Wow. Yeah. So wow. Okay. And the price is 35 bucks. That's right. Now, what's the cost of the regular Magic Band? Depends. If you order them early through like the upgrade and you're staying on site, you can get them for like 10 to $30. I think um, they were like 20 Yeah. I've heard. Yeah. I'm not 100%, but I think 15 or 20 is the cheapest one you can get, like retail. Okay. All right. So I was about $20 more than that. Yeah. Like I thought they were going to be like $60. So this to me is like not bad. I still don't think we need two considering we have four magic bands. Do we have, we do have four. Well, you don't need to get one. I just want yeah. to get one. Yeah. I definitely don't need to get one. So maybe yeah. we get one for you. If they, how about this? If we find a princess Tiana one, we snap. That I like. We snap. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Deal. So I'll start looking at shop Disney. I assume there's a, a shop Disney app. I don't have it, but I, I I'm not sure there is. I think there's the shop Disney website and then the, my Disney experience app, which will probably just link you to oh. the, the shop Disney website. Oh. 
Oh, okay. I'll try that then. Well, this is exciting. There's so, a lot of good. This is a positive good news stuff. week. Yeah. I'm excited. All things I'm excited about. Because you might be getting a Tiana magic. Bag. My, <laughs> my. All right. Well, that, that finishes awesome. up highly suspect headlines, Autumn. All um, right. I hope you all enjoyed it at home. And please send in your answers. And if you got four out of four correct, then... You should be very proud of yourself. You should be. You should be. <laughs> and uh, if you, too, are excited about the news that I got three out of four correct on today. Oh, is that uh, the Please, that's okay. the Met. Please let us know. Write in. Email us. Let us know. Respond to one of our our Insta reels or yeah. posts or yeah, shout we, out. Whatever way is comfortable for you. Yeah, we, we fish for compliments a lot on the show. I think that's a hallmark <laughs> of the Easy Tizzit podcast. All right, Autumn, so we're done with the highly suspect headlines. What what's next? What are we doing now? So what is next? What is Ace Thumbs today, Justin? What do I what do I what is the the point? Why do we do this every well, week? Well, Autumn, what I the reason I imagine we do Ace Thumbs Jay is so well, I, I tend to think I know a lot. Mm. And this is like a practice, an exercise in reminding me how large the universe is and, and how impossible it is to know everything. <laughs> <laughs> is that why we do That's it? That's exactly correct, Justin. Thank you very much. So here, I work really, really hard every week to find trivia and facts, again, related to all things Disney World, Land, Universal, Disney Channel, Disney Plus, you name it. Mm -hmm. And I try to see. I try to basically test Justin's knowledge on and see how much he knows, how much he he gets correct, and, and how many he, he gets false. Okay. This is also something that people could play while listening, right? Please play along. I like doing this in the car oftentimes with like, we we're, we listen to NPR a lot. And so on the game shows on the weekend, we do this. Wait, wait, don't tell me. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, so please, please join on in. All right. So we have a theme of 50. So I'm going to do trivia related to Disney's 50th anniversary. I like it. Some in a strict way, some in a more loose way, but... You'll get the picture. All right. Um, all right. So we all know it is, maybe we don't all know, it's Disney is celebrating the 50th anniversary, which I've technically was last October, and it's going until the spring of 2023. Yeah. 18-month-long event. And here's the thing. Well, it's a celebration for all of, right, Disney World, all attractions haven't been there for 50 years. There's a lot of attractions that came after opening day. Sure. What I would like you to answer, Justin, is okay. I want you to name at least three attractions that were there on opening day in Magic Kingdom. I can do that. Okay. I think I can do that. It's in 1971. That's correct. That is the day. You get a half a point the, right there for well, that. Technically, that's a year, that's not a day. <laughs> All right, so what was open? Well, I'll tell you what wasn't open. Mm -hmm. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, correct. That blew my mind because I really thought that was an opening day attraction. It was, it was not. That was years later. Yeah. All right, so let's go with Peter Pan. Correct. Yeah, and Dumbo. Correct. Yeah. And, hmm, I mean, uh, huh. Oh, come on. I know, I know. There's at least two others I know you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. This is easy. I don't know why I'm blanking, though. But you know what? I'm going to mix it up a little bit, and I'm going to say Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. You are correct. You yeah. got three. Not the ones that I would have expected at all, but you did get them. Nice job. Nice job. So just for those of you that are curious, is it cool if I run through the opening day attractions? Some of them, many of them are still there and some of them are not. Yeah, let's, do it. Aren't let's there. do it. Number one, my favorite, Haunted Mansion. Oh, yeah. 
Number two, Country Bear Jamboree. I think that's a close second for me. It's a good one. Only in Disney World, it's no longer <laughs> Disneyland. And that's what you, I think that was that a trivia question not too long ago. It was in true. Disney World before it was in Disneyland. Yes, that was one of, yep, one of the first rides to, to do that, which is a flip-flop because Disney World was basically, a re, you know, they were starting with Disneyland, which came right. first. Right. The Diamond Horseshoe Review. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is now a overflow restaurant, I believe. Right. That's yeah. right. Dumbo the Flying Elephant, classic. Yes. Frontierland Shooting Gallery. Yes. This was one I did not, I know nothing about. So this is the one I've never experienced because it cost a little bit extra. But for okay. anyone who's going this year or going soon, it's actually free right now. <gasps> Yeah. A free ride? Yeah. Well, it's not well, a ride. It's it's like experience. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> shoot at things and they pop down. So we'll probably have to check that out. Yeah. This I was like, what is this? Next one, the Hall of Presidents. Still there. Nice, beautifully air-conditioned space. Do I must say when you need a rest? Cinderella's Golden Carousel. Oh. Classic. It's the oldest ride in the park. Also, this is tied. This is going to be tied with my first to second. It's it's tough. I have a few up there. It's a small world. Yes. That's, that was the one I thought you were going to name. Yeah. The next one, Jungle Cruise. Oh, there you go. There you go. Which is, for some reason, in my mind, not one that I would imagine being there on opening day. Yeah. Like when I saw this, I'm like, that doesn't seem like it's an opening day attraction. Yeah. I'll tell you, it was a close so call a in Disneyland. It was a close call. Yeah. Hmm. All right. The Mad Tea Party. That's still there. Terrible ride. No Terrible ride. <laughs> Justin has a hilarious <laughs> reel, actually, about it. The Mickey Mouse Review. I'm not familiar with that. Okay. I mean, either. It's probably a, here. a dance of some sort. There's one more. Next next one, I don't know. The Mike Fink Keelboats. Oh, yeah. It was on the Rivers of America. Oh, okay. No longer there. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, as you mentioned. Still in Disneyland and still worth a ride. But a weird ride. I think it might be top five weirdest Disney attractions. It's, it's a, it reminds me, I've only seen pictures because this is in Disneyland. Mm -hmm. I haven't been. There's the ending of the Winnie the Pooh ride in Disney World that's mm -hmm. almost a little like this. Yeah, a well, little that trippy, took over the will. space. That took over the space, yeah. Oh, they put Winnie where Toads was. Get out! Oh, this makes sense. See, I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, very cool. Skyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Snow White Scary Adventures. That mm -hmm. sounds awesome. Don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. It's great. It's still in Disneyland. Still in Disneyland. That looks, that sounds really cool. The Swiss Family Treehouse is still, still in Disney that. World. Yeah. They rethemed the one in Disneyland to Tarzan, and oh. there's talk. There's talk of an Encanto retheme. Oh, that's yeah. That's gotta go. That's gotta happen. All right, two more. The Tropical Serenade. This was one I had no. I've never, I've never heard, heard of that. I wonder if that's that's not the Tiki Room. No. Could I, it have originally been called that? And not. I don't think so. But hmm. we're gonna. Easy Dizbot might have to come back yeah. at us with some corrected information. Well, since you asked, the Tiki Room attraction did open as Tropical Serenade at Disney World. It was identical to the Tiki Room except for a different pre-show. Tropical Serenade ran until 1998, when it was replaced with an updated version of the attraction called the Enchanted Tiki Room, under new management, featuring Aladdin Ziago and the Lion King's Zazu. That version operated until 2011, when it was damaged by a fire, which led to Disney reintroducing an edited version of the original Walt Disney attraction to replace it. In the Grand Prix Raceway. Okay, yeah, which is now, what is it called? Is that Tomorrowland. Track? No, no. Oh. Is that Test Track? I'm so sweet. 
<laughs> Autopia, or it's Autopia in Disneyland. I don't know what it's called in Disney World. The Tomorrowland Speedway. I'm excited about some of these Disneyland ones. Yeah. Not, that aren't, that Disney World doesn't have. Yeah. Those are the ones that, that seem interesting. That's why you need to go to Disneyland. I do. I will. All right, you ready for number two? Wow, we're only at number two. I know, we're only at number two. Okay. <laughs> so the California Grill has a special 50th anniversary dining experience. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. What is the name of this event? The California Grill 50th anniversary dining experience. <laughs> Incorrect. Presented by Corksicle. <laughs> <laughs> Quicksickle is not in this title. I'll give you that in. All right. Well, that makes it a little easier. It's Are you called... familiar with this special dinner? Yeah. Okay. I am a little bit. I, I don't remember what it's called. So my friend Tommy Shaw mm -hmm. experienced it and sent the pictures of the, it's like a massive T-bone, not T-bone, a massive ribeye steak, right? Yeah. That's part of it. Any other guesses? No, I, I don't know what it's called. Okay. All right. So a California Grill is in the contemporary, mm -hmm. for those of you that, that might not know. And so the name of the special dining experience slash event is Celebration at the Top, 50th Flavors and Fireworks. Ooh, okay. That's pretty good. That's nice. That's pretty and good. And it opened October 2nd. Presented sure. by Corksicle. No, there's no. That is oh. not in the name. Okay. <laughs> it's better to just say it just in case it is. Sure. That way the sure. lawyers don't come after us. Yeah, it's true. Man, I've missed that a lot, huh? All right, so, ready for number three? I'm ready. So the 50th anniversary, again, really big, really special. And so there's actually an anthem for it. There was a song that was written and created. Do you know the name of the song? Yeah, there's a 50th anniversary anthem by Disney. No, I do not. Yeah. I don't know anything about Platinum that. Platinum-selling songwriter and music producer, Alana DeFonseca. De, De Fonseca. Nope. <laughs> nothing on this. There's a great video. Again, maybe Easy Dizbot will play a little clip of it here. While nothing would please me more than to oblige your request, Autumn, I fear playing the anthem would endanger you financially. If it were only Justin that might bear legal responsibility, say if you were to separate yourself from that load, I would consider it. Please be sure to notify me if that ever occurs. So the name of the song is actually called The Magic is Calling. The Magic is Calling. Mm -hmm. wow. There's a specific song, yeah. Wow. That makes sense. When I was like, yeah, of course they're gonna create some kind of score for this. Sure. It's very Disney. All right, ready? We've got two more. I did five for the, to go with the five because it's the 50th and oh, so One-tenth of 50. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll do zero, so it works. Okay, ready? Yeah. This is an easy one. So Disney is 50 years old, right? Disney World is 50 Walt years Disney old. Disney World has been open for 50 years. For 50 years. There we go. Um, Mickey Mouse has not. How old is Mickey Mouse? He's, he's coming up on a big one. I want to say he'll be turning... What is it? 2022? Yeah. I want to say he'll be turning 90. You're very close. He's turning 100? 90, he'll be 94. He'll be 94. Okay, oh yeah. 94 this year. Yeah. yeah. But that's wild. They say he, like he's the like, yeah. 94 years old. And he's an old man. He's an old man. He's seen a lot of life. He's still on that. This mouse has lived. Moving around on that railroad like a, like a young mouse though. Yes. All right, so last one. We had kind of talked a little bit about this, that there are a lot of things slated for opening day pre-COVID. COVID, COVID mm -hmm. happened, mm -hmm. nobody knew about it, mm -hmm. and some things were delayed. Can you name one attraction 
that was supposed to open, that was planned to open on opening day and did not. Wait, the opening day of... The 50th. Of the 50th. Well, Remy's was open. They were, they were... That's correct. Remy's yeah, that's open. not it. Yep. That's not an answer. I mean, we already talked about Tron. We didn't talk about Guardians yet, and Guardians opened prior. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Guardians of the Galaxy. They wanted that open for for October first. Correct. Nice job. Yeah. So there was four. One was Tron. That's still not open. Guardian of the Galaxies is open now, but was not open for opening day. Yeah. And then also still not open is the Moani Journey of Water. Yeah, Moani. At Epcot, I didn't know. I yeah. this was new. I hadn't heard of this before. And then the last one was Wondrous China, which was a movie coming to the China Pavilion in Epcot. Okay. okay. So that's still yeah. delayed. You'll see the construction walls when we go to Epcot for... I bet they'll be beautiful. <laughs> Most beautiful scrims I ever did see. Wait, 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 wait. So Tron was supposed to be open for October 1st? Was the, yes, that was planned to be open oh. for opening day. Those four, all four of them were. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah, but, you know... With the whole pandemic and everything they've had, it's still impressive. I mean, Guardians is out. I mean, it didn't yeah. happen for opening day, but it, it's happened Tron. for the opening celebration. All right, so that's it. You you did really well. Five out of five. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you all enjoyed our 50th. Yeah. We are so excited that we've been doing this for, like, you know, when I think both of us started, it was like, let's start this and go, not yeah. necessarily have a clear picture episodes. like we wanted to do it and yeah. see where it goes. So it's really wild to be sitting here in our garage studio, looking across from each other, being like, we've been doing this for a year. Yeah, a year. And have really great active listeners and comments and mailbag. And mm-hmm. um, and we've got to meet some really yes. wonderful people yes. throughout doing this. Yes, we have. I've, I've made some some friends, I'd say. You know, I've had I've had beers with people. Is that how you say it? Beer? Beer? <laughs> Am I saying it right? Beer. I've had beverages with people. I've had the great Not conversations. <laughs> I've learned about people's experience with Disney. I've, I'm really yeah. lucky to have been able to do 50 episodes, like to, to be in a position where I have a little extra free time and where I can squeeze in to do this work. You to know? do it, yeah, you know? yeah. And I'm really lucky to have a wife who honestly doesn't or didn't love Disney decided, yeah, I'll do a Disney podcast with you, fine. This is true. It does take out time out of my... It does. It does. Other things. You've got that trivia every week, and I know you work hard. I do. I really try to, like, think about what's going to be... And, like, what is Jesse going to find interesting, even if he doesn't get it right? So, anyway, lots of gratitude is what I'm hearing all around. Thanks Um, to everyone who listened, and thanks to Autumn. Really, really. Thank you to all that listen, and as always, if you have you know, thoughts and ideas for us as we head into the second year. Keep it to yourself because we're not in. We know what we're doing. We have 50 episodes. (laughs) Keep it to yourself. He's so joking. We want to hear it. We want to hear it. And and meetups, you know, too. We, you know, we are in the Northeast, so we are not going, we don't go to Disney super frequently, but also would love to go. And we've talked about too doing meetups. So we hope you enjoy this episode and the interview with Connie and Bruce. And as always, we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Well, I can't thank Connie and Bruce enough for joining me on the show today, so I'll thank them one more time. Thank you and Connie and Bruce for uh, joining me on the show today. 
I'd like to thank everyone else who's listened over the last 50 episodes, who's, who's written in on the email or has commented on Instagram, who, who I've met in person. You've really made these last 50 episodes in the last year just very meaningful to me. So thank you so much. Thank you to everyone who's listening for the first time today. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you stick around. You might have gathered from this episode, and I think people who listen to this podcast have gathered, I'm a Disney nerd, and I love to talk about Disney. And part of this is I plan uh, Disney travel. So if you'd like some help planning your next Disney or Universal vacation, and you'd like help from a nerd, someone who's obsessed with the topic and who spends way too much time studying it, well, I'd, li- I'd be happy to be your nerd. You can, you can email me at easydizzypodcast at gmail.com or get at me at, uh, on Instagram at easydizzit. Alternatively, so I, I am a travel agent for Unlocking the Magic Travel. That's right. I, I kind of work for Connie and Bruce. I'm an independent contractor for Connie and Bruce. So maybe if you're looking and need some help planning travel, but maybe you've listened to this podcast and I'm not your cup of tea, head on over to unlockingthemagictravel.com and there are some excellent agents over there. I might even say some agents, yeah, maybe they're better agents than me. Maybe they are. So yeah, I would check that out. Unlockingthemagictravel.com. You can read their different biographies. You can maybe find someone that, that you feel will fit your family in terms of planning background and special skill sets. All right. Well, that's all I've got to say. Until next time, easy does it. Thank you.